not mild podcast. I'm here. It's your boy Zay. I'm here with my very, very tall special friend, Jared Nevy. What's up, what's up, what's up? How we doing? San Diego Christian Hooper. <laughs> How'd you guys do this season, actually? How do we do? We did Go awful. ahead. Go ahead and be honest, because I want to say that was your last year. <laughs> so. It was awful. It was really bad. We underachieved. Do you guys have playoffs in yeah. your NIID one, right? Yeah, we have playoffs, conference tournament and all that. Do you guys, so does everyone make your conference tournament, right? No, you got to be top six out of the ten. So where were you guys? We were nine out of the ten. Wow. So instead of asking who you guys lost to, who did you guys beat? Let's start there. <laughs> Let's start there. Uh, Vanguard, Life Pacific, and that would be it. <laughs> you guys won two games? I mean, we played everyone twice. Oh, okay. So you still only won two games? We won three. Oh, well, that's lit. <laughs> Glad to hear that. Um, So... You're actually my first collegiate athlete I've had on here, so thank you very much. Hey. I'm hoping one day I can get you and uh, Tyus on here. That would be fun. Tyus is about it. He Fuck says it. you have to give him the time. And yeah, bro, next next time. Uh, it'll probably be over summer, so I can have both of you guys on there. I feel like that would be fun. Um, life after basketball. What are you doing? Are you going – has anyone contacted you for overseas? Are you interested in playing overseas? Sure. Like, w- Is that something you would be, like, down to do? I mean, my situation is a little different because, like, my dad, he's, like, very strict on education and making money, and he's, like, a civil engineer, and he's not about that hoop dream life. So Makes sense. to Because uh, you're African, right? <laughs> yeah, Nigerian, yeah. Yeah, okay. That Honestly, <laughs> like, not to be racist, uh, not that I haven't been like that before, but that makes perfect sense. Like, a lot of African homes are big on education, and... If you play basketball, you play basketball, but they're like, no, we want the degree, and it's like, but I can go play in fucking Europe. You're not going to get your degree in Europe. So I understand where where, where it's coming from from there. Yes. But you're a grown-ass man, so would you be interested? Well, I'd be interested. I'd for sure be interested. My coach, my Cisco's actually has the plug to a lot of things in this day and age. Like, last year, I think you you're know about this kid. His name is Dalton Holmes. He played at Point Loma. No. Straight leaguer. 6'8", white kid, leaguer, three-level scorer. Jeez. He got cut, literally the last person to get cut from the Spurs roster, active roster, so now he's on the Austin Spurs. But, like, oh, yeah, did I ever tell you my mindset about that? I'll tell you my mindset about that. No, go ahead. All right. So, you know, growing up, how, you know, teachers tell you, like, the chances of people make the league are slim to none. Yeah. Like, like what, 1% or something yeah, like but that? I feel like everybody's chances are different based off of who you are. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's all a mindset. human being is like 5'8". Yeah. So yeah. it's a different chance for a 6'7 dude than a 5'8 dude. But, yeah, yeah so back to my mindset. Because I went to um, Summer League this past summer. We got to watch a little bit, like, up close and personal. All my college friends are juniors and whatnot. Prepare for next year. I feel like if you're at that stage and you get at least 15 to 20 minutes of play, if you don't make it, I feel like that's on you. 15, 20 minutes in Summer League? Yeah. Because you have the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense because you're you're almost there. You're if you, a prospect. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. a prospect. You're almost on a roster. Um, you're given a chance. So, yeah, I mean, at that point, yes, it, it is your mindset. But, two, I think you also have to think about 
where the team is. So, like, what if you're a guard on a guard-heavy team? Yeah, the team might like you, but they don't need a six-point card right now. I know, but the thing is, in Summer League, you got every other team looking at you, too. Yeah. I think I also think the NBA needs to expand on the G League. I think they're getting better at expanding on the G League, but I really think they need to do more. Like, if they can get a G League the way the MLB has a minor league, I feel like baseball would, would grow exponentially. You mean basketball? Yeah. Wait, did I say? You said baseball. No. Wait, well, you mean baseball like having a farming system like that? Have, like, a better farming system. You really feel like that? I feel like I don't that think would make the game worse because, like, from what I hear, because – Baseball, which I well, think baseball, it's, it's hard to you get. You guys have like JUCO players getting drafted, high school kids getting drafted, and he said the parity of like level for baseball is real good. Like as far as basketball, you can watch someone play and say, "Oh, he can't play, or he can't play." Yeah, but like he said, baseball, like the parity is very good. But yeah. I feel like if you're a G League player, you can for sure live decently. Like not great, you're not balling, but like you can still live. But I hear like single A rookie ball, like it's oh yeah, really single A rookie ball, you have to work. Yeah, I feel like and yeah, it's a struggle, baseball. and I feel like at that point, like, doesn't that take a lot of potential prospects that could be good and make them quit early? See, I don't think basketball should do three tiers or four tiers like baseball has, but I think they should make a stronger system, they make a stronger league. Like in AAA, they do they some guys get good six figure contracts. I haven't seen a G League contract, so I don't know, but I feel like that's something basketball should look into especially when it comes to like player development um i as far as i know i think the last team that took a good player that was struggling and dropped him down to the g league to basically regain his confidence was memphis and josh jackson that was the last player i know of that top four pick top five pick i think he was fourth pick struggled in phoenix got traded to memphis struggled in memphis and memphis was like all right we're gonna send you back down to the g league work on your game get better he basically got a confidence booster, and he not starting, but I feel like that was one piece of where they can actually start utilizing the G League the way the MLB util- utilizes the minors. It's like, okay, playing Kershaw got hurt. Go pitch, a, go pitch a game for the Rancho Quakes or whatever they are and just get some throws in and then come back to the league. And I feel like with young players, that would help them more. Like, okay, let's drop you down. You know, let's just get you going game speed. Once you feel good, we'll bring you back up to the league. That's just me. I, I feel like – cause and I think it would give more opportunity to – I don't want to say divert, diversify the league, but just get more people a better chance to make it. I respect you. I respect you. I, I Speaking of G League, yeah. your old teammate just got a contract. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Jello Ball. Think you gonna make it, bro? I'm telling you, dog. I've seen a lot of players over the summer. Frank Nitty, like I play against a lot of good players. I know a lot of good players. I really think he is good enough to make a roster. I think he's good enough to make a roster. Okay, I, I think I believe that too. Um, someone brought up a good point. They were like, "Yo, if JJ Redick can make a team, and all he literally all he's basically good for is okay. shooting." J- but, like, J.J. Redick ain't no lockdown defender. J.J. Redick is not a lockdown defender, is he? No, not at all. So, but what is he basically known for in the NBA? Shooting. But, like, when you see it in person, like, it's different. Like, Well, no, yeah. I've seen J.J. Redick in person. Lockdown shooter he, is yeah, like. Yeah, he hits it. But what I'm saying is, in terms of Jello, Jello is a knockdown shooter. 
If Jello's open, JJ Reddick level. He's not JJ Reddick, but on terms of what JJ Reddick does and what Jello does. Yeah. Okay. The same thing. They're just strictly shooters. shooters. Yeah. I think Jello can develop to be a way better defender. And True. probably have way better insight. I haven't seen, obviously, I haven't seen him play in a while. But he's got the body and the tangibles to be way better than that. But if he literally just sticks with what he's good at now, I think he can make it. Yeah, I think so too. Do you think that, do you think all three of them will play together? Or do you think that's too hard? I feel that's, I feel like that's, the chances are slim, but LeVar always has that magic touch and makes something happen. I feel like the chances are slim for all three of them to be on the same team, but all three of them to be in the league? For sure, I think that's. I, I think all three of them made it to the league. Um, they wouldn't be the first trio of brothers to make it to the league. And plus, there's so many avenues. There's two way contracts. Yeah, there, there's more days. ways. Yeah, yeah, there's more ways like for for them could, to make it now. Yeah, you can squeeze um, in there. Like, bro, like, uh, I was looking back on a lot of the homies that we played against, like in our class and the class below. Like, a lot of them are like have played in at least one NBA game. Like Tyler Dorsey, like a yeah. group of them. So like, and see, Dor- to in my opinion, Dorsey was a baller. He's cold. I think Dorsey didn't get put in the right situation. I feel like he didn't get put in the right team. I think, to me personally, that plays a huge factor in whether or not you make it. True. The si- yes, for sure. The system because, I mean, sure look at you. look at Miami. Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn. Nunn. Both. One was undrafted. I think they were both undrafted. But they just got put in the right situation to blossom. What if they were on, like, Atlanta? Either of them niggas would have made it. <laughs> Let's be honest. They would not have made it if they were over there. But since they were in Miami, and Miami I basically gave them a shot and they excelled, that's why they're at where they're at now. So I really think situations and where you get drafted plays a huge role. Yeah, for sure. Basketball for sure. Look at the draw. For sure, for sure. Yeah. But also, I also feel like it's also like what you do off the court too. Like we don't know what these dudes, what these guys do off the court. Like who knows? Some dudes might be partying. Some dudes oh might, yeah. might, might not be making workouts. Yeah. Like, so I feel like some dudes just want to make it. Yeah. They don't want to play and be great. They just I just I just want to make it to the NBA. Some people are like, no, I want to play. I want to be a star. Or even some guys are like, look, I just want to make it and play a pivotal role on a winning team. And there are dudes making millions doing that. And so, I mean, I wish I was more athletically gifted because I would literally be like, oh, no, I don't want to be a superstar. I just want to make it to the league and play a role to help win a championship. For sure, for sure. But, yeah, man, so, yeah, I feel like that really has. But, yeah, I really think Joe has a chance to make it. I think he's a really good basketball player. I think the only, we, the only way he becomes a scoring champ is if he plays with either all his brothers or at least Zoe. Scoring, like, leading the league and scoring? Yeah, I don't think he can lead the league in scoring unless he's on a team with either both of them or one of them. That's a bold statement. Really bold statement right there. Just because I think the chemistry between either with Their the two of them. Their chemistry is off yeah, the chain, bro. Because if, the if, chain. They're, if three of them are on a team again, I think they would might be the first team to score 200 points. <laughs> if, if they if they play the way like they did at Chino Hills, I think. If they just bing, bing, up and down the floor like that, yeah. Yeah, they might catch someone slipping. That is, yeah, that's and see that, but that's how I would see Jello leading the league in scoring because Zoe's a great rebounder. Jello's gone. Yeah, yeah, Jello's gone, and we've seen Zoe make these half court lobs to Zion. That who says he can't do that to his brother? Lob was impressive. Exactly. Who that. says he can't do that to his brother? Which they've been doing for years now. Yeah, you did. S- I remember. Yeah, you did see us back in action. We were. Yeah, you did see us in action. Yeah, that's crazy. 
But yeah, why don't you go to the life game, dog? You should have been there. It was lit, bro. I was at work. That was my, I was that was the one game I was really trying to go to, because I usually make a decent amount of Jerry's game. Bro, I, I'm telling you, my mindset driving up there was, bro, I want to impress Isaiah so much that he says, "Dang, Jerry, you're verified." You fucking liar! You'd even text me. What do you mean? Because I thought you were gonna be there. I thought it was a non-negotiable. No, I think, <laughs> I think I had practice to go there. Like, I was really like, bro, like, I want to be verified. And Zay wasn't there, so he didn't get to see the verification. Yeah. So All right, well, you had what, like 25 and 10? 20. You, you had something, yeah. Like six assists or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I heard you were out there bucket getter. Barnett was on my head. Of course he was. That's all he does. But you were verified bucket getter. <laughs> um, So I know last time, last podcast you listened to, we were talking about whether or not me and Brian were talking, if we would get worked by WNBA players. I said yes, because those are fucking athletes. Okay. Are they faster than me? Eh, I'm not going to toot my own horn and give myself too much credit. Like, I don't think they would blow me in a race, but I think they might be a little quicker than me. I think I can keep up. But honestly, I think a WNBA player would work me out. And you told me I'm crazy. So either you think crazy. I'm better than what I am, or you just think the WNBA is just that much slower of a game. I mean, I've seen a lot of professional WNBA players, too, play. And I'm just like, they're really good, like very good athletes, very good. But I'm just like, you're just bigger. And sh- like, I feel like, all right, like, I feel like a D2 bench player, like a D2 bench player getting recruited by a college whatever, Cal State, whatever, you think you can, You think right now you're better than a D2 kid in high school right now? Hasn't played a college game yet. A D2 kid? I don't know. Low-level D2. I think I could beat a low-level D2. Not, so, now, that D2 team versus WNBA team, what do you think that score would be? Just spitballing. Shit, I don't know. Maybe like 60 to 65. Um, I think it would be. I think it would be close, solely on the aspect that the WM players' basketball IQ is so much higher than the D two players that they would be that they would either beat them or make the game close solely off mental. All right, now let me tell you. So I feel like a D two team would probably beat top high school teams in California because I feel like California has really good high school basketball. Now let's just take it to like modern day high school. Do you feel like modern day they have some dudes? Let's say like Stanley Johnson, or they have a kid right now, David Dawson. Yeah. Some kids are a year away from the league. Yeah. You guys got probably three or four D1 kids, maybe five or six kids that can really play basketball. If they play against a WNBA team, where the scores be? Now, mind you, Oregon played Team USA. Yeah, and, and they them. won. Because um, Mount Verde is the number one team in the nation. They have about three dudes going to the league. Yeah. And I feel like they would beat a WNBA team by 30. I think Mount Verde would beat them by 30 solely because they're way more athletic than them. Same with Sierra Canyon. But I feel like... But Same with modern day. But, but D- like, off purely off athleticism, they would beat them. But D2 teams have guys that can jump out the gym. Like, Cal Poly yeah. Florida, my yeah, boy Justin can do anything with the basketball. Like, every t- like everybody on any college... I feel like majority of colleges, they have at least two or three dudes that are just super athletic. And I'm thinking also, like, cause there's a size difference. No, yeah, there's a huge size difference. How are you going to rebound over... Yeah. And th- th- that's that's... Basically, why they wouldn't win because of size and athleticism. So I'm saying, there's yeah. no disrespect to women, but just genetically, men are stronger and they jump higher. 
So that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. that you guys would win. I don't think I don't know, bro. Like if my boss played a legend, my old boss, and if, he is fat, out of shape, and has not played college basketball in his life, and he said that he was giving Diane Taurasi the work. Now this is all know. speculation because I, I was no there. one saw. Yeah, no one saw. Um, I mean, my I friend was, worked out with Katie Lou Samuelson. He was like, and he he's he he can play, and he said, yeah, I, it wouldn't be fun. And she's know. one of the best prospects going in. Like she might be the top girl in about five years. This past winter, at the crazy thing is, when I saw your podcast that same day, we saw who's the girl that played for uh, Washington that got bucks and she plays for Las Vegas now, point guard, Plum. Oh yeah, Kelsey. We saw her in the open gym, literally during our practice. Our coach said if we went to that practice, that that open gym, it would it would be disgusting. I don't know. I like to give them a little bit. I like to give them like a little bit of credit. Because they're good. Like they are good. No, so they're not good. I'm just saying, I feel like you would beat them. Something, uh, ironically, my dad told me, great coach, he was like, women need to stop trying to compare themselves to men's basketball. Just play women's basketball. He was like, women will never rank up to men's basketball ever in their life unless there's genetic mutations. He was like, women can't run that fast. Women can't jump that high. It's just an, he's like they need to stop trying to compare themselves to the W or the WNBA needs to stop comparing themselves to the NBA and just be the WNBA. And I was like, that's a good point. Like, I've watched more women's basketball because of him. Is it slower? Yeah, but what I'd probably show my kids WNBA before NBA. Well, oh, hundred yes, percent. Hundred percent, because I'm me personally. I'm sick of the James Hardens that all they fucking do is dribble all the time. LeBron is LeBron. I mean, whatever he just does whatever, and it's like okay, if my kid watches that, he's gonna be like ISO ball, run and gun, and it's like okay, there's more to basketball than that. And, and plus, it all starts with a skill set. Like you have to start with the basics. To learn. I feel like the game with young kids, especially, is going down because everyone wants to shoot the three ball now and. Wants to dribble like well, that is you got to start with the basics first, <laughs> and then like er, no like no one sees the hard work that LeBron and James Harden put into that like that took years and years of hard work for them to be as great as they are like it does just happen and I feel like in this day and age with Instagram social media everyone's yeah everyone just sees gratification. yeah and so I coach now and I'm dealing with kids that they're trying to do and I'm like yo you're not there <laughs> and they're like coach and I'm like you don't have it you don't I'm like I'm not as good. As I think I am, as I was, whatever, I'm not that good. If I can still blow by you, if I can still make one move and get past you, what are you? why are you doing all that shit? If I can still stay in front of you and I'm not as fast as I used to be, what are you doing all that dribble shit for? And they just, they can't grasp that concept because what do you see on Instagram? Crazy dribbles, crazy crossovers. What do you see, you know, on Twitter, the dunks? Like, all you see is the highlights. You don't see when they were eight years old, just dribbling with their left hand. Yeah. Dribbling with a tennis ball. They, we don't see that. All we see is the end result. And I think that, and I'm honestly, I think AAU isn't the best in terms of skill development. Oh, for sure not. I think they just. That's you, what you I think you trainer. Do, yeah, I think like you, they, the kids just play hella games and just get it. I think it's good for exposure. But I think if you want your kid to get better, you don't come to AAU. No, for sure not. And so it's like everyone just look. I think everyone's just looking for the quick way. 
Yeah. Fastest way to get the college scholarship. Fastest way to get to the league. Oh, you're a crazy jumper? Okay, we'll use that just to get you to the league. And it's like, once you get there, what? They're going to look at you like, well, can you dribble? No. Can you shoot? No. The fuck can you do? Rebound and dunk? Yeah. <laughs> cool. So you're just fucking athletic. You're not going to help me today. Yeah. For sure. You can do more than dunk and rebound, right? I assume You so. had six assists, so I mean, <laughs> that means you can kind of pass. Uh, You can kind of pass. Oh, wait, s- switching avenues real quick. Can you please explain to me the Astro situation? Because I'm confused. So what do you what do you confuse on with that? All right, so Cheating I just saw Instagram one day, just scrolling through my phone. I heard baseball players saying, I'm so disgusted with the Astros. Then, you know, me doing my super deductive reasoning investigation research, I said, you know what, let me go on Undisputed and see what they're talking about. What Shannon Skipper saying. Those are the worst <laughs> fucking people to listen to, but so okay. Basically, what they were saying is that, like, they did video cameras to steal sign stuff. Now, I've never played baseball since I was, like, six, so I don't even know how the game baseball is. But, like, what Skip was saying is that, like, cheating is, like, an art in the game. And that, like, if you're taught to cheat at a young age, why are you surprised that people are cheating now at the highest level when there's more stakes and more money involved? And, like, at first I was rocking with it, but now I'm just confused because maybe I'm just not well-versed in that topic. But, like... If cheating is okay, you can't tell me that there's levels of cheating because, like, the goal at the end of the day is to get this chip and get this money, and we're at the highest level. Like, I can see if people are doing this in Little League where it doesn't matter, but, like, we're at the highest level here, and we need to get paid. So we have to win. And you already said that there's cheating. Like, so if you tell me that cheating is okay, then there has to be no holds bar because there's going to be some people that will die for this cheating. Okay, stuff. so there's, like... Baseball is a very, very old game, and it honestly pisses me off because they don't want to evolve with the times. Um, and that's just my rant on the way they market and all this shit, but whatever. So, cheating. I was okay. So, do you know what they got caught for? How they were cheating? I know that there was supposed to be a quote unquote buzzer under a jersey. Okay, so basically they're sign stealing. Yeah. So what sign stealing is between the pitcher and the catcher, there's certain signs they do with their fingers to show what the catcher will give the pitcher a sign on what they want the pitcher to pitch. The pitcher then agrees on it, yes, no, they go through their signs. So there's an unspoken, unwritten rule on sign stealing. So if Let's say the catcher is just not good at hiding his signs from the other players, and a third base coach catches what the sign is. He can sign to the batter, "Oh, I think it's a fastball coming," by doing whatever gesture to you know his arms, hands, or face. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. Let's say that the team that's batting they have someone on second base that knows signs, either a catcher or a pitcher, and they see what the catcher's showing. They can do the same thing. So that, since it's within the game. Yes, it's sign stealing, but it's not frowned upon as bad because it's like, okay, you're within the game. At that point, the catcher needs to realize there's people that are looking. Watching him that he's yeah, so you yeah. need to hide your sign better or do like a decoy sign or whatever. That's fine. Now, what the Astros were doing is they had a live feed camera out in center field, zoomed in on the catcher's hands to get the sign. Then that would go straight to someone at a monitor, and they would, in some instances, bang a trash can two times, curveball coming. 
three times, change up one time, whatever. So now the batter knows exactly what's coming. And they were doing that with no one on base. Bases loaded. <laughs> they were doing it all, so it really didn't matter. So it wasn't even like, oh, well, there was someone on base. Like, they weren't even trying to hide it. They were just blatantly stealing the sign. Right. And in that aspect of it, it's frowned upon because it's you're going above and beyond the playing field of sign stealing. So if there's a man on second every time they stole the sign, no one would trip because people have been doing that in baseball for years in all levels, from little league to high school to college to whatever. They've been doing that since God knows when. <laughs> but now that you have a camera center field telling the batter, oh, there's a fastball coming. Shit, it's a little easier to hit the ball when you know a fastball is coming. Because at least with steroids, yeah, when you hit the ball, it flies far as hell. You still don't know what's coming. And you still don't know where it's location and all that. You still got to get to the ball. ball, But at least if you know, okay, it's a fastball, you know that it's not going to break. It's not going to slow down. You know when it comes out of his hand, okay, it's coming straight. Wherever it starts going, you know it's going to be right there. I think the answer to the test, all right, all right. So. And then, yeah, the crazy thing, like, at first I was, like, all behind you. I was like, bro, what do you mean? Like, if I'm taught that I can cheat, like, it can cheat. But now you sit in the play of the game. Like, now I understand. Yeah, like, as long as it's. All right, that might be breaking the rules. But, like, okay. But the crazy thing is they really cleaned house except for the players. That's crazy. Well. Even though they had to. They were the whole For baseball fans, such as myself and other people um, who were also Dodger fans when they cheated against us. Um, <laughs> I think. That they cheated yeah, I think it's bullshit that none of the, that the players got immunity. You do? Yeah. They cheated. They're the ones who hit the ball. It's not like the damn GM was like, oh, I'm shoot your head off if you don't put the buzzer on. No. Altuve was like, oh, yeah, I'll put the buzzer on. And Craig's went off Chapman, who's arguably the best closer in the past five, six years. Oh, I wonder how he did that. Oh, don't rip my jersey off. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so I think every player on that team should be held responsible for cheating. How, how would because, you I mean, think how would you do that, though? You suspend them games. <laughs> so you guys, so where the guys you suspend the whole team? Bring up their the farm system. Damn right. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a damn. You cheated. Everyone on that team cheated. And the thing is, it's like, think of it like in school. If you, if I cheated off your test, who gets in trouble? Me or both of us? You. Not if you, oh. not if you gave me the no, answers. If I gave the, oh, if we both get che- Yeah, if I gave you the answers. Yeah, and that's basically what is going on. A guy is looking at a monitor, giving the batter the answer of what's coming. That is true. At so UCs, if the whole class gets caught cheating on the same test, everyone has everyone to get, everyone fails. Yeah. Exactly. But it's like, oh no! If you tell us what happened, how they do it, and how the operation was done, we'll give you immunity. And it's like, no, you should tell us how the operation was done, regardless. Fuck your immunity. I was honestly thinking a minimum of eighty games. That's half the season for every player. Okay, even the players that don't get that much playing time, all of them? If you were on the team between the 2017 and 2018, cheated. Even if you're not on the team now. So, like, players that have moved teams, they should be suspended too. Everyone who was on that roster from 2017 to 2018 should be suspended. Do, do you think they strip the trophy away? No. I think in the record book it should just be vacated. 
let him keep it, let him have it, let him, okay, you won. But when it comes to the book, either put an asterisk next to it or just 2017 blank. The crazy thing is, I never liked the Astros anyways because I think one of the dudes is, dang, is married to Kate Upton or something. Yeah, Verlander. Yeah, I didn't. I, I saw them on the cover. Like, I guess they were mimicking their husband's poses. I was like, dang, I can't mess with the Astros. Can't mess with them. Yeah, it's just. I'm a low ball hater. The, the one thing that really upset me is when they had the press conferences of spring training and the players were like, oh, this doesn't taint our World Series and we still won fair and square. And it's like, no. You cheated. Yeah, because a whole bunch of players were pissed. Like, that's what's on Instagram. Yeah, like, pissed. I, I wouldn't be as mad if you were like, you know what? Yeah, we cheated. And that's how we won. I'd be like, okay, at least you owned up to it. But if you're going to say and be like, oh, this does nothing to our legacy and our shit, it's like, no, it does everything to it now. Because one, you're not even going to own up to it. And two, you fucking cheated. So uh, a lot of pitchers have come out and said they're actually just going to hit the players. They're not even going to pitch. They're just going to nail them. Are you serious? Yeah. And then the owner of the Astros basically cried to MLB and like, that's not fair. You can't let players get hurt, blah, blah, blah. And so then the owner or the MLB commissioner was basically like, yeah, there will be repercussions. Players are hit. Astros players like basically like blatantly hit him. And then uh, one pitcher, I want to say it was Trevor Bauer. I'm not sure, though. He basically was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just pitch it up at their face. I won't hit him, though. Wow. So if you just like right here, right next, you're not hitting them. You're just getting close. Oh, it slipped. <laughs> question, question. Last question about baseball before we change lanes here. I w- I'm like I said, I was so I've had a friend that played baseball in JUCO, and he was telling me how the system works. I was just shocked that people can get drafted at a junior college and yeah. high school and not. If you had a son, he was like he's playing baseball. No, no, no. he is, he's like a legit prospect. What do you think would be the best way to develop him? Go to the best college or go through the farm system? Because from what I heard, if you play college oh, first, no. you can play like double A usually. You might go double A. You have to do rookie ball or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so. So your kid's a legit prospect. But see, that's the thing. Is my kid a top 100 prospect? Is he a top 50 prospect? Is he a top 25 no, like prospect? No, like, he's like right below the head guy. So we'd say he's in the top 10, 15 area. So if my kid in the top 10, 15, he's not going back. Okay. I would rather him go into the farm system and get paid and not risk injury in college. But do you because think that would him better, though? Yeah. He, he would have a faster shot of going to the league. If he's top 10, top 15, he's literally two seasons out from being in the majors. Now, if my kid was between 75 and 125, I would just ask him, like, do you want to go to college? Or do you want to take your chances in rookie and single ball and double A? Um, if he was at toward that back end of the top 100, I would probably try and say go to college. Because, um, I mean, again, you can always go to college. I believe you can either get redrafted or you can do like one season at a college if he's not really fucking with it. Okay, just go to double A then. You've already been drafted. You can go sign your contract. I don't know all those rules, but if he is in the back end of that top 100, I would be like, try so college. Top 15 guy, you're saying you're, you're going. Oh, top 15, he's he's going double A. He'd probably go triple A, to be honest. He's going. He's two to three seasons tops from being in the majors. And since you can, since you can get drafted out of JUCO and AIA and D2 and all that, like, why would someone even go to, like, a big college where there's competition? Why don't you just – more? Yeah, but – it's just like basketball. 
you want to go. No one's getting drafted out of D2. And, and uh, like, to be honest, if you're good enough at that level, NAR D2 or D3 to be an NBA prospect, you're just playing D1. Obviously, no, no, not, not not if you play D one. Just because of where you came from, an owner would be like, "Bro, I can get you for five hundred thousand. I would never draft you." Yeah, well, see, that's the thing though, because basketball doesn't have a farm, doesn't have a tier farm system like baseball. Yeah. So baseball, you have to fill twenty six, yes, twenty six man roster in the MLB. I believe twenty six. No, I think it's like thirty five in AAA. No, I think it's 26 all all tier. So 26 times 4, 5, that's about 125 players. Dang, make sure you got the math right. Don't nothing well, if it's 26 it. times 5, it's 140, 135. Is that your final answer? I think so. 130. So, yeah, you have to now fill teams with 130 players, and that's across 30 teams. Oh. So there's way more spots. That need to be filled in baseball than, than opposed to basketball. So that's why these JUCOs, these D2s, these NAI players are getting drafted because they're not going to the league, but they're going to go double A. Some might go rookie ball single A. Some might go triple A. There's more slots for them to fill and more slots for them to move up, move down, et cetera. So, yeah, like I said, if my kid's top 15, nah, you're going straight to the farm. All you right. can get your ass <laughs> to the damn league. All but right. if you're toward the bottom end and the back end, you know, let's go to college, get you better exposure, um, better competition. You know, let's increase your skill levels, develop your game more. Shit, maybe you get drafted out of, you know, Oregon, UCLA, wherever they go play. Maybe you have a better chance of getting put on a better team after going X amount of years there. I feel it, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. All right, can I ask you an NFL question real quick? Go ahead. So my homegirl, she's probably gonna kill me for this, but I don't care. I'm not gonna name drop. She has a crush on this person that goes to her quote unquote church or whatever. And this Man dude of God. <laughs> and this dude used to play in the NFL. And he's like in his mid twenties. And I'm just like, wait, he's like an NFL player? And she's like, he was. Now he plays in the XFL. I'm That's like tight. I'm like, wait, time out, time out. So you mean to tell me that this man's in the league, and now he's just reduced to a regular person. Damn it. Uh, XFLs get paid. It's a brand new league. I mean, like, I, but before, like, I guess he's been out for, like, he played his first two years and then was out, and then XFL came. So, four years. He's been four years out of college. Yeah. So, that I year mean, three, he was just a regular person. He was a regular. I hope he had a fucking degree at the least. He probably did, but what, what I mean, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if you're like in the league, like an NBA player, like everyone's known, like you're in the NBA. Even if you're 15 on the roster, like that man, that money you have is guaranteed. So you only have to worry about year three. But because NFL money's not guaranteed, and he's yeah. like not a primary position, he probably got maybe a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. Yeah. Probably would even was even guaranteed. So probably came home with 90 95 yeah. and now he's just a regular person regular person making close to six figures but yeah it just <laughs> I hate you that's, so he's a regular person. <laughs> that's i mean that's the the risk of playing football like not all your money's guaranteed thank god they're trying to start to move toward that direction of guaranteeing more money because i think out of all sports they should have been the first sport to have 
majority guaranteed contracts for what their body has to go through and definitely what their mind has to go through. <clears throat> but I think I honestly hope the XFL grows. Me too. A lot. And a piece of me low I've only seen like half of one XFL game and I liked it. I liked how when a player fucked up, they went right over to interview him right after the play. <laughs> he threw a pick, quarterback threw a pick. Hey, so why'd you throw that pick? Or what'd you see? Um, I like that because it's more interactive to the consumer. Everyone wants to be, quote-unquote, involved with everything. <laughs> so I think that aspect of the XFL is great. I think that the NFL is low-key cheese. I think they really, a lot of their policies and stuff fuck over players. Um, there hasn't been a big scandal in the XFL yet. And I say yet because there probably will be. Um so once that happens, and I can see how they handle controversies, domestic violence, because unfortunately that's a football thing. Um, once I see how they handle that, I would like to see shit. I like to see the XFL just take over and put the NFL, I guess, under. Not under, but like under the XFL. Like more people would watch the XFL over the NFL. Have you watched Ballers on HBO? I watched the first two seasons. Why'd you not continue? I found something else to watch. I'm t- that show is pretty. I do I have to. I've been trying to catch up on it. I think it. it's top tier. I've been trying to catch up on it. I like the first two seasons because it was it's from the same director of Entourage. And oh, he, I love I'm, Entourage. I'm an Entourage stan, okay, so like the the first couple <laughs> seasons, it reminded me of like the athletic the athlete version of Entourage. So I was like, yo, this shit is tight. Yeah, I like Entourage. It's cool. It's um, cool. speaking of NFL, I don't know if you heard, but 2K is making NFL 2K again. I'm ecstatic. I don't know if you played NFL 2K5. That uh, was the last one I played. Instagram. That, to me personally, that game was 10 times better than Madden. Like, I would, if I can play it now, I would. would. Yeah. It, it's way better than Madden. Uh, um, I don't think I could speak on that because I've never played, I've only played Madden my whole life. I played ESPN. Well, because back in the day, it was called ESPN NFL 2K5. Now it's just NFL 2K. It's going to be 2K21. I think... Lamar Jackson is going to be on the cover of um, 2K, which is going to be hard. So uh, the article here is on Complex mm. when it's coming. I haven't really read it. It just came up right now. But I'm hella excited about that. I'm for sure buying that over Madden. Madden is fucking buying. Madden's <laughs> Madden's fucking buying. If, if NFL 2K is anything like NBA 2K, I'm never switching to 2K. I'm never switching to anything else. Okay. The only probably sports game I play that's non two K is MLB the Show. That's the best oh, base. So you even play all the bro. All I've touched is NBA two K. I don't even. I played Madden a little bit last year, but I really don't touch it like. Those that. are like the three main sports games because it's every season. Yeah, those are the only ones I play. Damn. Um, let's shift. Speaking of two K, let's shift to basketball. NBA talk, sir. I actually had some questions for you. I have all the answers. Look at that shit. <laughs> um. I actually had a question of the day, but I'll save that for the end. All right. Um. All right. So with all this tra- uh, talk with the Nets firing Kenny Atkinson, Kyrie being a fucking cancer, which I think he always will be and always has been, whatever. Um. Would the Nets be a two seed if KD was playing? A two seed. In the East, would they be the two seed if KD KD's playing this year with Kyrie? Are they a two seed? 
I'm gonna say yes, even though it's it's a it's a questionable yes because KD's greatness is just very great. Spencer Dinwiddie is an also a really good player, but also like I was listening to Gilbert Arenas' podcast and whatnot, and he said doesn't matter how great a player is, if the upper management isn't doing shit. their due diligence, it's yeah. going to be very hard for a great player to be as great as he can be. So I give it a shaky yes because I'm just a KD believer. But it's a shaky yes. Like, I would not bet my house on this. I would bet my house that LeBron is the best player to ever touch a rock, though. But that's neither here nor there. That's debatable. We'll get into that later. Debatable? Yes. Oh. He's not the best player to touch the rock. I don't know who the best player to touch the rock is. Maybe we haven't seen him yet. Think about that. All right. Just be, be political. Best player to touch a rock today. 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 To um, this day. I don't know. He's not a closer, man. What does that have to do with being a better basketball player? Because you have to succeed in all aspects of the game. Opening, middle, close. I feel like these are things that, like, people that do interviews and journalism just started making things up, like, as they went on. never been a closer, though. Like, what you, like, like, I feel like in the 1970s, we never talked about people being closers. They looked at the statue, saw the game, said, okay, this guy can play. Yeah, but there was only like four good basketball players in the seventies. It was Big O, Kareem. Did Jerry play in the seventies? I don't think he, Jerry played in the seventies. Like, what's know. a close? Like, what do you mean? Like, some someone like. And like then if you look at all your clothes that you're giving me, if we look at their like game winning shot percentage, it's probably trash. It's probably not good. Yeah. So how does I that think make you a close. I think. I want to say someone said LeBron had a better late game shot percentage than like Kobe and Jordan. I think D-Wade's up there, too. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't. They they took more shots, but continue. Yeah, I was going to say, obviously, he'll have a better percentage because LeBron's not taking that shot. Kobe is saying, give me the ball. I'm scoring. This is when I realized. Jordan, same way, and low-key, the person I see it in also is Kawhi Leonard. For Kawhi Leonard to be like, like, even last year in the the Toronto, and even against uh, the Sixers last year when he hit the shot, I want to say he scored every point in, like, the last minute or two minutes. And to me, you need to have that killer instinct to be great. Like That that has to be in with everything. Like, Dinwiddie, he has that killer instinct. He's not good at everything else. Dinwiddie's not great. Is he a great closer? Yeah, he's, he's super clutch. He's willing to hit that shot and take that shot. But to be, for me personally, to be considered... The GOAT, you have to be willing to take. Honestly, to me, you just have to be willing to take that shot. It's it's hard to take that shot. And so you're saying yesterday's game, when LeBron did the double drive, three people came to him, open three, Anthony Davis. Oh, no, that's not a bad move. But there's nothing wrong with that. On the daily. Yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with that. This is why I realized LeBron was the best player to ever touch a rock. Do you remember, you probably don't remember, two years ago, three years ago, he was on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Eastern Conference Finals against the Boston Celtics with rookie Jason Tatum, sophomore Jalen Brown. Yeah. He stole the ball. Morris grabbed with two hands, and LeBron was just, I'm bigger and better. That series right there showed me he's just too So good. was it that play or that series? That, seri- that, that, that game. I was, I was like, that like, play doesn't show no, it. It's that, great. That I'm game, like, that game, I was just like, okay, this is the best player to ever touch a rock. I was like, that, solidified. that series, all that, or that play, all it shows is he's fucking massive <laughs> as shit, and he's not human. You but know how big Morris is, though? You got it with two hands. Yeah, but Bron's fucking big. Um, I will say, 
I haven't crowned him. I haven't crowned him my goat. You haven't crowned him. I haven't crowned him my goat. Um, he's definitely my Mount Rushmore. Um, and what really put me over the top and solidified, like he would never leave. Okay. That finals against the Warriors when he didn't have Caleb or Kyrie, he literally dragged the Cavs to the finals. And I want to say he averaged a triple double in the finals. Like I think it was the year they almost wanted to give him MVP, finals MVP. Yeah. But then everyone was kind of like, he lost. He yeah. lost, though, but he was the greatest player in the thing. And he even said, like, if they give it to me, I'm not taking it. But that's when I knew. I was like, yo, there's a man on, like, he can't be stopped. He literally somehow willed them to be decently competitive every game. So I was like, yeah, no, nah, he's so who he's you, two. Who, who's the GOAT to you? I'm still rocking with Jordan. And it's not even the aspect of championships and finals and finals MVPs, defense player. It's not even that. It's the just killer instinct. You're saying the killer instinct last shot? Nah, just. What are you going to say? What, what is it? I don't know. Just I just feel like Jordan just went out and got it. Just so you know, we're both 90s babies, so none of us got to actually see Jordan play in Yeah, no, nah, I, I never got to see. I, no, nah, I never got to see Jordan. Shoes? Like, cause nah, I'm you, I'm not you I don't see even film like to film, it's close, but you got to give it to LeBron. Plus, basketball players are better now than they were back then. But the game's softer now. Way softer. What's that to do with players being better? Because <laughs> they're not getting bumped like that. They're not getting contact. Like, jo- when Jordan went through the lane, Jordan went through the lane. How does James Harden go through the lane? He doesn't. He goes to the free throw line. How many times a game? Like, 40. I feel like you're not a James Harden fan. I hate James Harden. So, what you said about Giannis, you feel like that was disrespectful? Um... Disrespectful, no. Unnecessary, yeah. Like he, he on like to me, it just he just sounded like bitter. He sounded, <laughs> he sounded bitter. <laughs> he honestly sounded bitter that Giannis, quote unquote, stole an MVP from him. Because I know that's how he feels. He feels like he should have. Well, I think he feels like he should have three or four. He said bitter. But he's bitter. He's like, oh, all he does is dunk. That's not skill. I'm sorry, going to the free throw line. 45 times because all you do is look for a whistle. I don't count that as skill. Some people say, oh, that's high basketball IQ. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. But in my eyes, you're just playing like a bitch. Oh, wow. Did you hear the Gilbert Arenas take on it? No. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Do you care? All right. By the way, I have a friend. He's a seven-footer at San Diego Christian College. He's a Milwaukee fan, and I hate him in his basketball opinion, so I hate Milwaukee because of this. That's but, uh, He said that so this is what Gil said. Gil said that last year when they were doing the Hardy and Giannis MVP race, he said that Giannis didn't get better. His team got better, and that was a byproduct of him looking better. Because if you look at the stat line, he only went up like two points, one rebound. He said his team got better in the offseason as far as them working on their game. That's what made him seem better. He said James Harden, when his point guard was out, he actually had to play better and he leveled his game up as far as numbers-wise, that's what he thinks he should have got MVP that year. Last year. Last year. Okay. I can't argue that. Uh, I mean, that's a good point. So um, that's why when people were giving Giannis MVP, like, don't get me wrong, Giannis is a great player, but I see where Gilbert is coming from because I'm like... Gil, yeah, what Gil is saying, it makes sense. Like, Giannis didn't get better. His team got better. Like, okay, yeah. But at the same time... What does MVP stand for? Most Valuable Player. Okay. So, 
let's be honest. Who's really been the most valuable player to their team over the past 10 years? LeBron James. And how many MVPs has LeBron had? Not enough. So, fuck the MVP. The MVP doesn't mean what it stands for. It basically means who is the most electrifying player that everyone loved this season? True. And I will say the only player other than LeBron that got, I think he has two, but got the one MVP that he deserved because he was the most valuable player to his team was Steph's unanimous year. That was, like, the only other player other than LeBron that I saw that was, like, yo, if Steph was not on this team, they would fucking suck. (laughs) Or they wouldn't suck, but they wouldn't be nearly as good as what they are now. And it's like, okay, he's literally the most valuable player to that team. I don't think the MVP trophy is given to the most valuable player to that team. Take Harden off Houston. I think they'd still sneak into the playoffs at the eighth seed. Yeah, Westbrook, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it would basically be the Thunder... Westbrook's Thunder X amount of years ago. Take Giannis off the Bucks. Shitty, w- shitty Eastern Conference. They'd probably make the eight seed too. Yeah, for sure. So in my eyes, kind of even. Shit. By technicality, Giannis is better because the Bucks got the best record in basketball. By technicality. I mean, where are the Rockets? They're playing a six-six lineup. That's not James Harden's fault, but whatever. Not winning games. Nearly not as many as the Bucks. Yeah. So do I think your team play affects it? Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. Maybe Giannis pushed his team to get to a better level. Maybe James couldn't do that. Maybe he didn't have that leadership role or whatever to tell his team, get your ass in the gym, let's get better. Maybe Giannis did. I don't know. I like the way you look at the game, but you look at it at a lot of different aspects. I respect it. I respect it. But it's like, yeah, both teams would probably make the playoffs. Bucks because they're in the shitty East, but put them back on the team where they are now. I think, what, Houston's like six? Yeah. They've been losing a lot of games, too. James shoots the air out the ball. That's why he put so many points on the board. <laughs> Giannis is scoring at least 25 in, what, 22 minutes? I'm taking me personally. I'm taking efficiency. Over Honestly, I'm taking efficiency over. Everybody. So I think I think you should that should play a huge role in MVP too because it's okay. Yeah, James is dropping 35 points a game, but he's shooting what 27 percent from the field. Like I don't know if that's probably not even a true stat, but he's shooting what 30 percent, 35. Giannis is averaging 25, but he's shooting 45, 50 percent from the field. Yeah, that's more valuable to me yeah, because yeah, I, I'm really I'm really big on efficiency. That's one thing that Lamar really was telling me about. Like you gotta be efficient. efficient yeah, if you're not efficient, I don't care. I find someone else who's efficient. <laughs> All right, this is the one we were talking about over the phone. I will say I think Jason Tames a better player than Luka Doncic. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead, tell me about that. Tell you about that. Yeah, he's playing on a team where three other guys, damn near four other guys, are averaging twenty rock. Luka. No, no, no. Jalen? Or no, yeah, Jason. You got Jalen Brown averaging average 20, Kimbo averaging 20, and then Gordon Hayward almost averaging. He's, he's in the like mid to high teens. Yeah, yeah, he's like at 17. That's almost. Okay. And, to, and to be honest, like, averages, it kind of, like, sucks because, like, that means if you were getting 17, I mean, he has a couple 20 rocks under his belt. Yeah. Like, a couple 20 rocks. He's, under he's got some 20 rocks in there. So, like, imagine Jason Tame on a horrible team. I feel like he would just be... 
Trey Young averaging thirty something so he would with ten rebounds. Be Trey Young, six assists. I mean, in a way, in a way. But yeah, I feel like like don't get me wrong, they're both really good players. I feel like Jason Tatum just high I think skill athleticism is just better. He's definitely way more athletic than Luca. I think even Luca knows he's not that athletic. They even asked him in the All Star game, "Are you gonna put a dunk down? Are you, are you gonna get an alley oop?" And he's like, "Yeah, as a passer." That's a passer. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's like, I'm gonna throw LeBron one. He's like, I'm probably not gonna get. It. So Luca knows he's not crazy athletic. Um, I personally think Luca is a way better playmaker than Jason Tatum. Yeah, true. And I think he's also a better leader. The, the you, can't, you can't gauge leading off two years, dog. Two years, bro. He's been a damn professional for like eight. No, that's like he's been a professional since he was sixteen, so five years. He's been a pro for five years. What does that have to do? So you're gonna? What does that do with leading an NBA team? Because he's doing it now. He's doing it just fine. So you're saying John Morant's leading the, the Grizzlies? Yes. Who who would be leading the Grizzlies? Give me one player. You can't just say the team is rocking really well right now. They they're gelling. They have chemistry. Like for me, for it to yeah, be but you gotta have to be years in the make, like three or four years. It's like okay. This team's on top, and this dude is the reason why on and off the court. Because you can't, like. So you're going to tell me John Moran isn't the reason the Grizzlies are doing what they're doing now? Yeah, he's the reason, but, like, okay, like. So he's leading them there. Who's the leader of the Pelicans? That's tough. I think I would probably say Brandon Ingram. Why don't you say Zion Williams? Because he just got here. What's this? John Moran just got here literally five months ago. John Moran's been playing the entire season. He got here five months ago, bro. He's been playing the whole season. Zion's played what? Maybe 15 games. He's he hasn't even played enough games to qualify for rookie of the year, I think. <laughs> so I get your point of time. But at the same time, it's like, okay, Jaw's been there since the jump of the season. And he's willed them through to get to the eighth seed, which hopefully they end at. Zion's played. Wait, what's the Pelicans eighth seed? I'm torn. Either the Pelicans or the Grizzlies. I think I'd rather see the Grizzlies because they've – I don't know. I just like the Grizzlies. I'm big on the Pelicans too. Like, I wish I could, there could just be two eight seeds because the Lakers would sweep both of them anyways. Zion versus LeBron. I guess. I, mean, I don't think that's – I don't think that's a well-qualified matchup, like – I mean, obviously, they're not matching up against each other, but I'm saying that's how the NBA would sell it. Yeah, that's how the NBA is going to, like, sell it, but I think it's more like B.I., like, Zoe versus the Lakers again. That's how I see it. I see it as, like, I see it almost as not like a redemption tour, but, like, yo, like, you traded us, and look, like, we're in the playoffs. Here's who we get to play round one. Like, let's show them they low-key fucked up training us. Do you think they did? No. Eh. I don't know. It's hard. I've never been a fan of trading a bunch of prospects for one good player. N- neither have I, but me and my friend, he's a Laker fan. We were at this uh, graduation party. Nice graduation party, by the way. It's a Gino Nice House. And I was thinking, why would they do that? And I was think he said, bro, the Warriors, KD's injured. The Warriors are about to be disbanded. Yeah. If the there's time for a smash and grab... It's this now. Is the year yeah, the th- this is this is the year of the smashing grab. So I would do a smashing grab. So yeah, I understand because it's almost like what the Raptors did. The Raptors were like, "Fuck it, we might as well get Kawhi. We can't beat LeBron. LeBron's out the East. 
This is our best chance just to get there. Their their main goal was to get, get there. there. We know Kawhi's not coming back. Fuck it. Let's at least get there. Let's go get him. Let's give up DeMar or whatever. Let's at least get there. And what did they do? Smash and grab. Were there injuries on the way? Yeah. But they won. And so now everyone is going to see, like, fuck, even taking a player for one his last year in his contract, if he's good enough to get you there, potentially win, fuck it, might as well try it. And with the Warriors going down, KD leaving, um, the West, in my opinion, once KD basically left, was wide the fuck open. And Clay was still hurt, completely wide open. Might as well do it. Fuck it, why not? Yeah. Um, do I think he's going to resign? Only if we win. Who, Anthony? Yeah. You think so? I think either only if we win. we At the least, we have to get there for him to want to come back. You don't think Western Conference Finals is good enough, though? No. You don't think so? I don't think so. You know this sign with Clutch Sports, right? Don't give a shit. You tell me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that helps, but cool. You know he's in L.A., right? Wh- where else would he go? I've heard Chicago. Okay, that's okay. Okay, okay. I've heard Chicago. But if he's in Chicago, are they even going to get there? With him there, yes. You think so? Him, Kobe White, Zach Levine, they can get there. In the East, too, they can get there. Who would they have to run through? The Bucks. That's it. And the Nets. Okay, Bucks and the Nets. The, but then again, back to your point of management, we don't even know if the Nets are even going to look that good. We don't know who the coach is going to be next year. Kyrie wants Ty Lue, but in my opinion, fuck Kyrie. I don't give him shit. I'm asking <laughs> KD who do you want. Because <laughs> no, in my opinion, funny as in my opinion, not. Kyrie Kyrie complained too damn much for someone who has, to me, at best, Kyrie is at his absolute best. Kyrie is Allen Iverson. But then again, Allen Iverson, is, Allen Iverson is better than Kyrie. Allen because Allen Iverson can take a team to the finals and beat what is, should have been an unbeatable Lakers team one time. Kyrie, not doing that. You put Kyrie on that 2001 Sixers team, they're not going to the fucking finals. No way. They for sure not being the Lakers. Kyrie don't got that. So I his absolute best is maybe AI. AI hasn't won a championship. Yeah, Ky- Kyrie did. Since LeBron. But AI is one of the best, or another one of the best. He's one of the best scorers and ball yeah, handlers. Best players? Top 50? He top fifty. I'll give him top fifty. So top if you say top fifty, and then you but a, I'm saying at, at Kyrie's absolute best, that's what he is. What is he at his worst? Mm. In your mind, like a smaller Gil. He's not as good defensively. I think Gil Gilbert was a way better defender. So you're yeah. So you're comparing him to top tier. So he's top. He's tier. just a. So scorer. why would you want to get your top tier player? Make your top tier player happy? Because he not go. Win for me. But that's why we have KD, so we can win. But that's what I'm saying. I ask KD, what do you want? I'm not asking Kyrie what you want. I'm asking KD first. Who do you want as coach? So, okay, so let's say you got two good players, right? Mm-hmm. One's easy going. Really doesn't care that much. And the other one's fucking retarded. And the one, yeah, you can say that. And the other one is what you just said. He's an idiot. Would you want to compromise with the second one more than the first? Because the first one's easy going and doesn't really care. It's going to do what Which one's gonna better? Do. The one that's easy going. So I'm going to go to him first and be like, hey, you you can probably lead us to a championship way sooner than this guy can. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Bro, you're a c- And he, he's going to tell me what he wants. And if he's like, oh, I'll, you know, I want, you know, whatever Kyrie wants. Okay, then I'll go to Kyrie. 
bro, you should do stand up comedy because you are really. I funny. probably should, but You're funny as hell. In, in, at the I end think of the I'll day, funny. You're way funnier than me. In the end of the day, I'm gonna go up to KJ and be like, "Who, who are you thinking as a coach?" And if him and Kyrie like magically, but they both agree on Ty Lue. Okay, do I think Ty Lue's gonna leave? Fuck no, I would not leave the damn Clippers to go to the fucking Brooklyn. But I would call Ty Lue and be like, "Yo, these two niggas want you. Are you willing to come over?" Do you think? Tyloo can even get them there. See, that's the thing. Like, I think with that LeBron effect, there's a lot of players and coaches that look good. Yes, but they only yeah, look good because, because of LeBron. LeBron. That's how. Which that's is the aspect. Is. Which is the at. Well, I mean, he's a bad man. I always make this joke, and people call me an idiot. But I'm like, the only reason we still talk about Scottie Pippen is because of Michael Jordan. I'm not gonna touch that situation. I'm not gonna. But then that. someone was like, "Oh, well, the Bulls made it to the Eastern Conference Finals I'm not with just Scottie," and I'm like, oh, "That's fine, but." That's just what I say sometimes. Sometimes I do it to piss people off, and sometimes I feel like that just depends the day. But again, with Kyrie and Ty Lue, for example, Ty Lue's a champion because of LeBron. Kyrie's a champion because of LeBron. Do you think they can do it without him? Granted, they'll have KD, That's which what I'm is. Asking you. I don't know. I really don't know. Because that, again, that's a tough LeBron and KD are two totally different guys. Two totally, both exceptional players, once in generational players, great guys. But I don't know if Ty Lue and Kyrie can do the same thing with KD like they did with having LeBron. Two totally, like, I, I don't know. And I think now Kyrie's ego is even bigger, bigger than what it was, when he was before. Yeah. So I think Why that's... ego's bigger. Just the whole the whole thing with him leaving Cleveland to go to Boston and complaining about Boston to go to the Knicks. Go to the Nets. I just that doesn't sit easy with me. I'm like, okay, he's looking for something. I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's the limelight because that's what he had in Boston, and then I feel like he got butt hurt that Tatum and Jalen Brown, you know, emerged once he got hurt, and they went all the way to Eastern Conference Finals. I want to say they went to Game Seven too against LeBron. Yeah. And he wasn't there, so everyone's like, oh, like, do, do they need Kyrie? And so I feel like he really got buttered about that and was like, well, I'm going to prove you guys wrong and goes to the Nets. And it's like, well, what happens if everyone's like, oh, yeah, they're only here because of KD. You're going to throw a fit again and go to another team? Because like it looks like a trend at this point. <laughs> I feel like in that situation, management has to do their due diligence to keep him happy. I mean, yeah, obviously. If you want, if you want him that bad. If they want him, like, he's not a scum player. Like, yeah, you want to keep him happy, but I'm going to keep the KD best happy. player happy first, in my opinion, is KD. For I'm going to make sure he's good. I mean, I get you saying. My personal thing of me, I would say, let's say me, you, let's say you're, like, a manager or whatever on the team, and, you know, me and Tyus are together. And, like, let's say I'm better player than Tyus, which I am. Um <laughs> Okay, keep going. Let's say, let's say me, Jared. You already know Jared's gonna come out, almost average a triple double. He's gonna do his thing and chill. Because <laughs> <laughs> it'll it'll go through the whole thing and like Mike will be like on the pod, which would be hilarious. But I'm not gonna chop it like that. But, yeah, but keep going. It'd be like, and you know me, like I'm just like. 
an easygoing, chill guy, and Ty's on the van. He's a diva. He says, I want these amount of shots and these amount of shots. So you're saying you as a manager or a coach, you already know what you're going to get out of Jared. Jared's not going to complain. He's just going to go out there and play. But we need Ty's in some sense to be a good team. You're not going to say, I'm going to appeal to Ty's needs first. Because that's what who's, I'm Who's the better player? It's Jared. So if Jared's a better player, and, he, and, he's and Jared, he's a low maintenance dude. He Jared's low maintenance, but Jared also needs his shots to be effective and productive for our team. And if Tyus is just gonna basically, he needs his thirty points, so he's gonna take as many shots as it takes to get there. I'm gonna go to Tyus and be like, "Look, I want you on the team, but you need to make sacrifices for us to win a championship if that's what you want. If you're not seeking a championship and you're just stat chasing, I can't have you on my team." I'm looking for banners and championships. I don't give a fuck about your stat line. Stat line, your stat line does not put money or rings on my finger or in my pocket. So if he's willing to be like, you know what, okay, I'll take better shots, more efficient shots. I'll be more efficient for the team for us to win. Cool. Great. If he can't do that, I don't know if I can have him on my team. Based on the aspect of I'm here to win, don't look too deep in your stat line. I see your question. Me personally, I, I'm – if so I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna try I'm going to, to talk to the head case first because you already know what you can get with the guy. He's no, yeah, I get calm. what you're saying. You, the the guy's calm. Thing. He's gonna hoop. And if we need this guy as the second option, and he's a little bit hard to handle, I'm gonna handle him unless he's Antonio Brown. Not Antonio Brown. Who's who's the dude from the Patriots? That's crazy. Antonio Brown or Gronkowski? Gronkowski was like the, the one that played one. for the Raiders. Antonio. Yeah. Brown. So unless he's Antonio Brown, crazy. I'm gonna try to appease his needs. For maybe Which, a year or two, because yeah. it's, it's the long game. Yeah. And then after year three, I'm going to talk to the guy. I'm like, hey, yo, is this working? And he's, if he says, nah, it's not working, then hey, yo. It's not working. You got to go. Yeah. Which makes, which, you know, it just, it depends situation. But I don't know if Kyrie's looking for 30 points a game. But it, like I said, if it's like, Tyus is like, no, I need my 30. And it's like, well, look, your 30 is not about to win a championship. <laughs> if you get 25 and Jerry gets 25 and 15, whatever, that's going to win a championship. But if you really need 30 that bad, I got. I got to send you somewhere. Speaking of my man, Ty, have you seen Ty's play or not? I've never seen Ty's play. You've never seen him play. I've, n- I've never seen him play in college. I mean, we, uh, we've hooped together, but I've never seen him play in college. Bro, Barnett is really tough. Is a really tough Ty's critic. Like he thinks he sucks. Yeah. Like I have to watch him play. What's your opinion? Off. Of I've never seen him play. We've seen open gym though. I mean, I've ran against him. Motherfucker's fast as shit. <laughs> and of course, I don't know why every time I get stuck guarding him. But yeah, he's he's quick as hell. He's got a good jump shot. Yeah, Barnett really hurts his career. Why is Barnett so tough, dog? Because <laughs> he's a fucking bully. <laughs> Goddamn gorilla. <laughs> Barnett's tough. But speaking of Barnett and his toughness, his uh, his boy's doing well. Oh, yeah. I actually wanted to ask you about that. So you played with him, right? Did you play with him? No, but I do know him. Okay. So top 10 pick, hands down. Yes. You think so? Yes. Okay. I think the only better big man – coming out right now James Wiseman. is Wiseman. But I can't really say much. I've only seen Wiseman play like two games. So I, I, don't, I don't have a good personal catalog on Wiseman. I have a way larger personal catalog on, on O. Yeah. And on top of that, most of the games I do watch is with Mariah's dad. So I'll ask him, like, what about this? What about that? And the biggest thing we've both agreed on, USC coaching fucking blows dick. Idiots. Fucking idiots. How do you have the... At this point now, the best big man in college basketball, and you don't give him the damn ball. There was one game he literally had four shot attempts. 
Four. Four, four shot attempts. And me and her dad at the same time were like, I was like, bro, fire the coach. Do you think that's coaching? Or yes. Do you think that's? I think it's players? a combination of coaching and players. But as a coach, you need to come down to your players and say, hey, we need to look at the post more. Were they winning? I think a couple of times they lost. A couple of times they lost. He only touched the ball four times. A couple of times they won. He still only touched the ball four times. And I think there's the the big man R- Rotovich. He's a senior, so I think he's kind of getting the senior treatment. Getting a lot more shots, getting the ball a lot more, getting a lot more touches. And look, this not fucking high school. This shit is college. I don't give a fuck what grade you're in. I don't give a fuck if you did four loyal. You suck a dick. If you're not good enough for us to win games, why are you touching the ball seven, eight times? When the kid who's a freshman who can probably get us way more wins should be touching the ball seven, eight times. Like, he's based, I think he's averaging like 15 and 10. And I, they're garbage points. Offensive rebounds, dunks, locks. I'm like, he's doing that. And he's not getting touches like that. As a general manager, as a scout, as a coach, I'm like, I want him. One, because we have not, at least publicly, we have not heard him complain one time about not touching the ball. Cool. And he's getting 15 to 10 off that? Shit, put him in the league. My dream scenario for him would be Golden State. I think him next to Draymond would be fucking beautiful. Oh, as athletic, he could run the floor. Like imagine. So you're saying he? So imagine saying having Draymond. Say he's gonna start. Shit, I'd start him. Who else would start? Kevon Looney. I'm good. They'd probably start him based off. <laughs> Bro, I they, can't be doing your comedy. Bro, they they would probably start Looney based off like loyalty, but honestly. Take your big ass to the bench. Imagine this. Imagine Draymond gets a rebound, and he's running up the middle. You have Steph in one corner, Clay in the other corner, Wiggins on one ring, and you have O running right there. That's scary. Yeah. Who would you rather have running, O or fucking Looney? Be honest with me. Don't you say Looney, bitch. I'm I'm, I'm a little biased because I know Big O, so I would say Big O. But, I mean, O's got a better jump shot, in my opinion, than Looney. So even if you give O like the little fifteen footer, he can hit that. Like I think, me personally, the best situation with either him and Golden State would be the ideal situation, or even Washington. I saw a couple draft boards where obviously they don't know the draft order because of the lottery, but they had him going I think eight or nine to Washington, and I was like honestly Washington wouldn't be bad. He would definitely start from the jump, and on top of that, they're not going to be dirt shit next year. They get John Wall back. Bradley Beal's coming back. Um, Rui Hachimura, I'm really big on. I think he's really, really good. Excuse me. And you throw Owen there? In the in the East, I think they make the playoffs next year. Yeah, for sure. And so I think for me personally, those two situations, those two teams would be his ideal situation. How do you feel if a team drafts him that already has a big man? How do you think they would handle that? I think that's just stupid. Like, I think he would handle it fine. No, I mean, I know he's going to be handled. Yeah, he would be fine. Kid. Yeah, he's a good kid. He I'm would He would just like be happy to be there. the team would handle that? It just depends who the big man is. So, like, if you were to get drafted to, like, Cleveland, where they got Andre Drummond and Tristan Thompson, I would first of all look at Cleveland and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Who's running the goddamn front office? Because you guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> but it's like, all right, well, Drummond's probably leaving, and so's Tristan, so I guess he would probably start. It would suck because Cleveland as a city blows dick and they suck. 
So that would kind of suck. So I feel bad. These guys have but too much. Would you want to go play for? I mean, I would obviously be honored to play for any team, but I'd be like, fuck Cleveland. <laughs> fuck. I'd rather get the new expansion team in Vancouver than Cleveland. This is new expansion team in Vancouver. No, but they should think about it because I said something. <laughs> I'll be the GM. I'll draft way better than the rest. I'll draft better than James Dolan. I do not want to see Mel. I don't want to see anyone go to the Knicks. Because on your point of management affects how the team plays in a way, it's like the Knicks suck because James Dolan sucks. And no one wants to come play for the Knicks because Dolan is a piece of shit. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense, but I feel like at that point, like, they're so bad that if a star comes in, just turns stuff up. Like, obviously no one's going to play for Dolan, but, like, they can get him out of there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like like, 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 KP. It's like it's like going to a horrible high school team. If you get like a, t- a five star pick and he starts bringing people, what's gonna happen? Okay, my homies that can hoop are gonna come. Oh, that coach sucks. He's out of here. Yeah, new head coach. So that's what I'm saying. I but feel like Melo can do that. I feel like Melo. Melo, I think Melo is the only player that can really I feel change good the to Knicks. Come into the New York Knicks, get it, Liddy. And then I don't know James Dolan. See, or, I don't, I don't. There, I'm not saying do Dolan different. should sell the team because I wouldn't sell the team, but I think Dolan should step down from player operations bro, and hire you know how someone. Much money they make? That's like four billion dollars they're worth. Bro, like I know, bro. I didn't realize that. Like, yeah. so like again, I don't think team. I don't think Dolan should sell the team, but I think he should step down from player operations and hire someone who's actually Dude, good at that yeah. and let them do it. And now your team's worth more. But I do think the only player in the draft right now that can really change. The Knicks, I guess, energy is Melo. And I think that would be a good fit because that I think the Knicks would give Jello the best opportunity to come up. That is definitely. Because yeah. at this no, point, no they're di- trying to find something to yeah, work. Yeah, I was going to say, no disrespect on Jello, but the Knicks are at the point to where it's like nothing fucking works. We drafted one brother. Fuck it. We might as well bring the other one up, too, and just let them play together. That might sell tickets, especially with the Spike Lee incident going on. They got to get people in the seat somehow. And Spike Lee is the voice of New York. So if Spike Lee's like, don't go to games, people, are not people aren't, aren't really going to go to games like that. But if Dolan pulls the trigger on Melo and is like, fuck it, get the brother, bring the brother in, let them play together. Again, no disrespect to Joe, but it's like, what do you have to lose at this point? Not like you guys are fighting for a championship. Dolan is an idiot, so you want to fight for seats, for peeps, asses in the seat, and you want to get some publicity to try to get at least one three or four star player to come over and play with you guys the following year. So if I'm Dolan, which I'm not because I'm a little bit smarter, <laughs> drafting Melo, getting Jello on the phone, and I'm like, first 10 games of the season are in 10-day contract. And see how it goes. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck you got to lose at this point, right? Nothing. You have nothing to lose. But I pray that O goes to the fucking Warriors. That would be a dream come true for me. <laughs> Only because... I think that would be one of his best fits. He wouldn't have to come in and try to do too much. Only downside is he would kind of play the same role that he did at SC. He's used to it, so I don't think he would. He's been playing that role his whole life except for his junior senior of high school. Yeah, so I mean, I don't think think he has the ego issues like that to where it would affect him. I think he'd rather win than anything. Yeah, Yeah, so fuck, go play with Steph, go play with Clay. I think Wiggins is overrated, but go play with Wiggins, go play with Draymond. They got a good little bench. All he has to do is beat out Kamon Looney. That's fucking cakewalk. That's slight work. 
Bro, he can drop out of SC right now, go to the Warriors, and say, give me Looney's jersey, and he'd probably play. Looney not that good. Speaking of, you probably don't know this, but there's another kid that I play with that's on draft boards, second round. He goes to St. Mary's. His name is Malik Fitz. Yeah, he's been getting buckets. He's I hope. Homie. I hope. He's the homie. I hope they make it to the tournament. I saw they lost to Gonzaga in the final, yeah. but I hope they make it to the final, pushes him in. I hope he goes off in the tourney. Because yeah. right now they project him the second round. Yeah, I think the tourney will shoot up his draft board maybe to late first round, and he's just got to kill the combine. But, I mean, what a lot of people forget is Gordon Hayward. March Madness made him a lottery pick. He was at Butler. No one gave two fucks about Butler like that. That was before Butler was big. Oh, the Gordon way they Hayward. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about Eric Gordon. Now. No, 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 no. Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Hayward. Gordon Hayward. Did I say Eric Gordon? No, you said, you said Gordon Hayward. Uh, my mind was, you know, on the Eric Gordon. Yeah. So, yeah, like, Gordon Hayward, he literally grew up draft boards because they had that Cinderella run and lost to Duke on a, I think, three-quarter heave that he almost banked in at the end of Bro, the I didn't final realize four. that what's his face play for Lehigh and gave Duke that work. CJ? Uh, no. CJ, yeah. yeah. CJ. I did CJ not realize Lehigh. that. Yeah. So that's probably what made him go into the lottery like that. But I did not I realize I don't want to say jump into the lottery. I think he had a great combine too. But March Madness really makes or, gives, breaks, makes people, or yeah. breaks and gives you that exposure. And there was a lot of people talking the year Ben Simmons got drafted. Ben Simmons is supposed to be the greatest player in high school, greatest player coming out into the NBA. You can't even get LSU because March Madness. Like there was a lot of shit on that. People were like, "What the hell?" Like you're supposed to be like this you great. Pl- too much about that, or do you feel like that's a um, valid point? Give or take, it just depends. Because I feel like if you're really that great of a player, why can't you take your team at, at least? To, you don't have to win March Madness, but you can at least fucking make it. You think so? I mean, at first, I I had the same mind process as you, but like, don't like. I know it's hard. It's hard. It's but hard. Like, it's really. It's hard, but it's really hard. Ben Simmons, they were saying, is a type of player. The way he plays, he makes everyone around him better. Okay, yeah. you can't fake the damn tournament. Like, I think he. I think they really needed to win one last game, and they would have been in. Did you watch his documentary on Simmons? Yeah. No. You didn't. What's it on? One and done is on HBO or Showtime. One of those two. It's like three years old. He was going through some things. I wouldn't doubt it. Go to fucking LSU, nerd. <laughs> he was going through some things, dog. Like his coach made him sit out ten minutes, or for, s- and he was talking about like, bro, like, if you're just doing it just to make a point, like we all get that like, you're gonna slump back in. So is that even really a punishment? So if it's not no. really a punishment. It's more of a punishment for him than yeah. For why are you even yeah, gonna do it? Just you know what I'm saying? Because it, it's either you sit him. I've always believed either you sit a player the whole game or you don't sit him. Like not letting him start. No one gives a. You're still going to play him anyway, so it's like either don't play him the entire game or just play him and just punish him a different way. I think sitting 10 minutes, like, what does that do? Not a, not a damn thing. That's how I feel. But, yeah, I'm very excited for March Madness. We are about a week away. Um, Unfortunately, I, I think the only team I've really paid attention to this season is SC. And I'm a so I'm a big my scope is actually very small. I'm a huge Kentucky fan. I know Haggins has been having a great season and Tyler Johnson, I think it's Tyler Johnson. He's been having a good season. I haven't been able to keep up with their with their games this year. Um I'm big on San Diego State. Only because they of the defense the they play. They'd be a spot thirty. That's it. We were down by ten and a half though. I mean we were down at ten with like three minutes left in the quarter. I mean three three minutes left in the half. I got my third foul, and then they were up by, like, 15. 
And then so it's all your fault. From there. It's, it's all your fault. I mean, you can say that, but yeah, they gave us the work, so I do not like saying mistake. But continue on. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, I'm big on them. I like the way they play defense. I like the way they play basketball. So I'm big on San Diego State. Um, Kentucky just by his favorite. I hope they make it far. I think SC should make the tournament, so I'm excited to see them. But I can I can honestly see them losing first round based on coaching. Like I can see the coach like either taking O out or not giving them the ball as much, and that'd be the reason why they lose. And I would just be like, no one's fault but yours. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, but I didn't realize this. And Mo- Mobley don't play like that. He for st- I don't think he starts either. So it's like you have two of like the top ten players in the nation. Definitely in California. You don't start one of them and you give the other one very limited touches. What the fuck are you doing? Clearly, you d- he doesn't want to be great or be a winner. I mean, but then again, it's like you don't see people like at practice in their daily day walk. Like our, like our games, like people would get mad at our coach for not starting our seven-footers. I would too. Not not starting, no, not playing him as much. But is he good? Like is he – so because there's a difference between seven being seven-foot and being seven foot and skilled. Because if he's just a big body and he's just there, okay, then yeah, obviously don't play him. He's just seven foot. He's I know, l- but people are still getting mad at him. Like, I don't like. But we, that's, you know, that's my question. Is he. Like, interviewers are like, bro, why is he not playing more? Is he seven foot and skilled? I'm not here to bash my teammates. On, on a scale of one to mic. ten. Like. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to take. I'm going to say he's like a five. How about you call up people that were at the game and ask them? Fine, I'll ask San Diego's Christian Press, whatever. No, why'd you ask Brooke? Brooke Brooks was there. Oh, that kid? What do you mean, that kid? That seven-footer? Brooke, when I asked Brooke about the game, he told me. He told you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Brooke told me. So, you know what? In that term, in that aspect of... In in that... That kid? That kid. In that aspect of it, as someone who actually knows a little bit more about basketball, I'm going to be like, well, obviously they're not going to play him. He's not going to be effective. He's not going to be efficient. So until he gets more efficient, then obviously you play him more. But if he's not efficient, you don't put him out there. Okay, he's seven foot. Uh, but, like, pe- people in our conference, like, we had, like, some games that were, like, streamed, some were televised. Like, we played people games in San mad. Francisco. They were, like, why it was a playing? close game. It was a close game. Why is he playing? And yeah, they were like, like bro, wh- why? What's he like? My dad would call me up. It's like, bro, the guys doing your guys' game was like bashing your coach. Like, why is he not playing more? And see, that's the thing. Like, that's what some people don't understand. It's like, just because you're big doesn't mean you're good, and just because you're short doesn't mean you're bad. Like, it goes both ways. So it's like, just because he's seven foot doesn't mean he's gonna go in and dominate the game like Shaq. Maybe he's seven foot and he's just not that skilled yet. So maybe so the kid you you're don't talking about is not hasn't earned his starting spot yet. Maybe that's why he doesn't play as much. Mobley? Yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe. No, I don't know. I mean, he gets, like, minutes. He's, like, a rotation player. I just thought it was weird that he wasn't getting more. I don't know. I just, the way the SC coach operates, it really just fucking wigs me out. <laughs> it's just weird. And then when I ask um, I asked dad about it, he's like, yeah, not. Like, he even says it's kind of weird. Like, you have argued basically the best big man in college oh, basketball yeah. right now, and you only give him the ball four times. That doesn't make sense. He's like, yeah, he's like, it's just, he's like, it's something about it. And then the guards, too, just throw up a lot of shots. Just I should stop by to the subsequent soon. The GOAT. He's really, I would 
rest in peace, MC. He put me on. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a goat. Um, yeah. I'm actually leaving like 10 minutes, dog. Nah, you straight, bro. I'm straight. Um, I'm straight. Oh, this is really fun, by the way. Oh, all right, before you, you talk, I just want to say, I appreciate you having me on. A B, I appreciate you actually doing this because, like, I feel like this is something that you're really talented at, and the fact that you're going for it, I really can respect it. This is why I love you, Jerry. You inspire me to be better. <laughs> um, one last basketball question before I get to my questions of the day. All right, what's up? Who would you rather build a franchise around, Luca, Zion, or John Morant? And why? I know you'll give me a why anyways, this but and why. This is tough. You're asking me the toughest questions in America. Because John Morant's a straight killer, but people that know me, I hate. I hate point guards. Not like the position, I just hate like, because I feel like their shelf life is so small. As players, like, like people say they're the quarterback, uh, they're the quarterback. some people call them the running backs. Because like, there's so, like you guys don't even talk about De'Aaron Fox anymore. And that's disrespectful. You know what's crazy? He's really my favorite point guard. He is? I f- but like, bro. No, like, no, people no, at my look, school were saying John Brown over Darren Fox. Darren Fox. I was like, are you serious? Darren Fox. The, you say, uh? the thing is, Darren Fox had a kind of a slumpish of a junior year. But he's still averaging 20 and 7. That's what, How's that slump? It's a, the, the Kings have done bad. Because last year, the Kings almost made the playoffs. So this year, me personally, being the Darren Fox dick rider I am, ever since in Kentucky days, he fucking worked out, though, in the damn, I think it was the Elite Eight or the Sweet 16. Sweet 16. Ever since then, ever since that season, I saw him, I think it was like a, I saw some stream of practice, and I was like, yo, who the fuck is this fast nigga? Darren Fox. And I was like, he's going to cook everyone. Everyone called me an idiot. That was also the year the entire IE was on Zoe's back. I was too, but I like to be different. I support my Kentucky guy. Back to that. Last year, they almost made the playoffs. And I was really big, and I was like, dude, this year they're getting Luke Walton. I thought Luke Walton was a decent coach, at least decent enough to get him into the playoffs, at least at an eight seed. Aaron Fox going to have a good season. Buddy Hill's going to come out have a great season. Um, Marvin Bagley's going to emerge even more. So yeah, I'm like, Marvin yo, Bagley, yeah. I was like, they got a good little squad. They can make the playoffs. Started off extremely slow. Luke Walton's making idiotic calls as a coach. They still have a small chance to make the playoffs. They get Buddy the about bag, though. Yeah, with about, I think they, there's like 15 to 18 games left. I don't think they'll make it. Sorry for Tread, but would you have given Buddy the bag? Yeah. Yeah. I actually like Buddy. I like him. I like him too. But you have to give De'Aaron Fox the bag, though. De'Aaron Fox for show game. My, he's getting 30% of the damn franchise if I'm the owner. That's how. That's just how much I love De'Aaron Fox. Okay. But I'm a De'Aaron Fox fucking dick rider, low-key. Um, but yeah, no one's talking about him anymore. And I think no one's talking about him because the Kings have not ha- have not been successful. But he's averaging twenty, you said. So I think I want to say it was nineteen point nine. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to twenty. How, I think he's doing twenty, like twenty and six, twenty and seven. How How are you not gonna give me my just my just due if I'm averaging twenty? That's what I'm saying. So like, I back to your question. I really uh don't like point guards. I'm texting while talking. No, you're good. Podcast. Like, he is such a good player. So, De'Aaron Fox is averaging 20.4 points, 4 rebounds, 6.8 assists. So, he's averaging 27. Is he being talked about? No. Nah. But it's probably because the Kings are under 500. Last year, no one was really talking about Kimba. People like people said Kyrie and Kimba Over at the Kimba. same level. I thought people were crazy. I saw Kimba play. I'm like, okay, 
he's for sure top player. Like see, I see, point guards don't get the I respect. would I would say that too, but I was also biased because I wasn't a Kyrie fan. So I would usually kind of keep my mouth shut on that because I wasn't so high on Kyrie. So I was taking Kemba over Kyrie regardless. People were talking trash about Lonzo last year. Now look at him. People are like, oh, he's really not. Like I'm saying, so like, it's hard for point guards to get their respect. But back to what I'm talking about. So I really don't like point guards, especially point guards that are like not hybrids like Lonzo. They're like six six, like short point. I really don't like him, but he's such a hooper. Luca, another guy, all assets of the game, a really good hooper, the great white hope, and Zion, just a straight monster. But I don't know if he can really last that long. But if if we're barring injury, like injury free, I'm starting to get off of Zion. Yeah, no, we're not we're not gonna take him to affect injury. Zion. Why? His shooting percentage from the field, he's just the most efficient. He has the most appeal. And I feel like I watched his Duke documentary and I've seen a lot of his interviews. He just seems like a really good guy, like a good kid, like no asshole in his bone. Like I feel like he's just a good guy. Okay. His field goal percentage is very high. Super athletic, which means people want to see people. Yeah, jump. people want to see that. Okay, I can't argue that. If we're not barring injury, obviously, yeah, that's a good answer. And plus, like I said, you can always find a good point guard. Yeah, I'm going Luca no matter what. Luca no matter what. No matter what. He's to me a trained professional at this point. He's been a professional for five years. For sure. Way better playmaker. Yeah. I think it's easier to put pieces around Luca than it is Zion. You think Not, so? Zion's lucky he's got Zo to throw him the good passes, the lobs, and all that. Luca? You saw the game yesterday? Luca? L- let's put this. You saw the game yesterday? No, I missed it. Let's put it this way. Look what Luca has done to Dwight Powell. Look Dwight Powell. Look, Dwight look, look what he's done to Christoph Porzingis. Luca? Yeah. Yes. It's like you don't need. I mean, Christoph, I'm playing not going to say. He's right now. Christoph, no, he's not. He's not playing like. He's not New playing Woody early New York Nick Christophs. Slowly coming back to that. He's not going to play like he did earlier. He's not going to get that many shots. But I think I was listening to No Dunks, and No Dunks said, great podcast if you like basketball, by the way. The Mavs might have one of the most underrated and electrifying offenses in the game right now. Yeah, people, I, I was watching the game. They said that they're like first in something in offense. They're, they're like, like top five in a lot of categories yeah. in offense. And – what is that built around? It's built around Luca, not KP, not Seth, not. It's built around Luca, and I think not Tim Hardaway Jr. No, but Luca has Tim Hardaway playing better. Luca has Seth playing better. Luca had had Dwight Powell playing better until he got hurt. Luca has KP slowly coming back to the old KP we know, and so I think it's easier. Like you said, Luca's more versatile. Luca's a big guard. Yeah. He'll play the three. Sometimes a two. I don't know what he's more comfortable at. I don't even know what I would personally have him more comfortable as if I was, like, coaching him. I would just say put the ball in his hands. He's got it. He can score. Is he hella athletic, hella quick? No. He knows how to put the ball in the basket, so I'm good with that. He's efficient. Very efficient. He's a great passer. He can make long shots that could break the backs. And, like I said, he's a trained professional. I don't have to monitor him, like, 21, 20, 21 year old he is. It's like, yeah, he's 21 physically, but mentally, he's probably more like 25, 26. Just because he's been a pro since he was 16. So he's kind of got those early professional jitters jitters and, you know, dumb shit that we all did as kids. He got that out the door at 17, 18. Wow. 
let's say Zion and Ja, I'm not saying they are like this, but they're more prone to it because they've never been professionals before. They haven't done this yet, so this is all new. So that's uh, another aspect you kind of have to help train them and develop them in. Luca's done. Luca's ready. So I'm going Luca. I would say at two. Oh no, I, I bet against. Zion. I, but I'm not. I bet against Zion way too much in my life. And I'm yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm betting against Zion. I just feel like it would be harder to find a to build a better team around Zion than Ja. And then Luca because they're ball handlers and they're playmakers. So with Luca, you can get like, oh, just give him two shooters, a good pick and roll big man, and you can win some games. While Zion, I might be extra. I'm saying this. I'm saying with Zion, you can give him nothing. He can always rebound and make and make put 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 back. Sit the not by himself. He's not there yet. Not he has a potential. He has a potential. Yes, he has a potential to be there. But I think with Luca and Jaw, you know exactly like Luca. You know exactly what you're getting. You're getting. A six 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 seven, big guard, not hella fast, decently athletic, great playmaker, great passer, and he can shoot. Okay, so what do we have to put around that? You don't need to really think about think much. About yeah, like okay, put a Tim Hardaway Jr., three and D type player, Iman Shumper, he's not in the league, but three and D, Seth, spot up shooter, Kristaps, great pick and roll, pick and pop, Dwight Powell, great pick and roll. That's why they're probably one of the top offenses in the league right now. I'm still thinking about you saying, that. oh, that kid? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still thinking about that. You said, oh, that kid. Oh, shoot. Hey, if I ever become famous and this podcast le- leaks out and people start hanging on me, I'm blaming it on you. But it's all good. You can blame me. That's fine. I'm taking credit for all negative things. Um, honestly, I just I want to make this a fun thing to where you can just come and talk about Anything. Well, I'm telling you, once you get Tyson on here, it'll get crazy because Tyson on. is no holds bar. Ow. What happened? Big Mike? Dang. Is he here? Yeah, he's walking in. All right. I'm good for today. We're about an hour and a half in. Um, so that's it for this week, guys. No question of the day, bro? Oh, shit, yeah. Dude, good fucking catch. This one, you're probably going to laugh. Mike. Bro, your sneaker game is really like that? It doesn't, I'll fight you, bro. Yeah. Mike. I don't know where Mike's at. Hey, what's up, sexy? What's up, my G? How you been? Hey, ser- okay, so serious question. Did you hear about Costco requiring memberships to purchase food now? I did not hear about it. All I know is when I was little, my dad works in Alhambra, and that Costco, you had to have a card to even walk in. And I was like, Well, yeah, it's, it's always been like that. You need a membership to, like, to purchase anything but alcohol. But um, now, starting March 16th, you will need a membership to purchase the food in the food court. I, I don't think, like yeah. It, their business is going to slow down a lot. For sure. I mean, I have a membership, so I don't care. How does that make you feel? Do you eat Costco like that? No. Bro, Costco's fire. And it's cheap as fuck. Bro, how do I get a drink? Dollar fifty. You're Thick ass pizza slice, two dollars. You're talking to a trust fund kid, so <laughs> <laughs> I really don't have to go through those struggles. I think I'm well, I'm kind of a trust fund kid. My dad hasn't died yet though. I don't know. Bro, I'm just saying try it. This shit not bad. 
Do you want me to take you? Do you want me to take you after this? I will easily take you to Costco just so you try. Costco after this because I got to do my thing. That's fine. Um, my last question. So, we were talking about clout chasers and um, Jalen doing the thing for clout. Basically, we were just talking about like clout chasers and like what what would you do? What's the most you would do for clout? We were talking the aspect of women and um, (laughs) basically kind of like. Do you think, a, like, a verified girl, if you were to DM her, do you think she would DM you back? Unless I was verified now. Okay, makes sense. We all kind of agreed there. So let's say you're fucking David Beckham looking. You only got 500 followers, so you DM this girl. You think she'll follow you back? Hell or no. do you think she'll DM you back? Hell no. Okay. So to gain some followers and, and to get verified and, you know, basically gain some clout, would you date a girl who's verified? But that's the only reason you're dating her is because she's got basically this clout. I think I almost did something like that. So the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> so is that your answer? Yes. Like basically you would do that? Yes. Okay. So um, you fucking Lizzo for clout. <laughs> are you are you fucking Lizzo for clout, is sir? Is it a guarantee that I will get... <laughs> on my Insta, on my Twitter, it's guaranteed. Like guaranteed, I'm getting followers in a high. You'll get, life. you'll get two mil. You get two million followers if you if you public if it's publicly known that you out there fucking Lizzo. Two mil. Two mil. Two million. Two million followers. Yes. Oh, I'm in it. <laughs> I don't like a fuck Lizzo for two for two million followers. Two, you know what two million followers is? See, though? that's the thing though. You could really expand like a brand. You can Bro, really like, that can make that can make or break two you. Two million, ten k. I'm like, uh, maybe, maybe not. Two million followers. You know how many, like two million. You know what two million followers can do to you? Though? Yeah, but you know how wide Lizzo is about two million followers wide. This is what's gonna happen. One of us is gonna become successful and blow up. They're gonna get this footage. And that's fine. And we're gonna get dragged to the blood. Like, I'm probably gonna be trying to do a collab with Lizzo or something. And she's gonna be like, oh, you and your friends are talking that yin yang. Get out of my house. I'm gonna be like, Lizzo, you can't even fit through the door. Yes. Uh, Bro, look, look, back. back, I'm doing it for two million. She she decides at two million. What I'm saying is, look, I have no, there is, I'm not shaming her for what she looked like, nothing. Back to like what Jillian, might, she is just unhealthy. Like it's it's not healthy. Like I want her to live out a long lasting career. The way she's living right now, it's it literally does not look like that. I just want her to have a nice long lavish life, and if she keep living unhealthy, it's not gonna be a long life, unless she lives the life of. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Then fuck, fine, do your thing. But I'm pretty sure she wants to live a little longer. I'm not Rob Lizzo. I'm sorry for making this podcast longer than it needs to be, but how do you feel about rappers that don't really rap or have any substance? Can I have an example? Why are you trying to make me do this? Well, like who? Like who? Like I don't know who you're talking about. Because I've I've actually seen these people in clubs before. I don't want to. They don't even care about my opinion. Like a blue face, or someone that really can't really rap. Like not really a real rapper. I mean, but like actually like gets bre- like i've seen some people rap and they have like maybe one or two hits i'm just like bro i can't really do this um all i can say have you ever thought like get wow, get your coin i can't do it i can't rap on beat to save my fucking life but he's and not i've tried on, he's not rapping on beat either though. i know but he's at least closer 
I'm fucking awful. You can ask Will. Ask Will Valentine. He called me in the studio to do like a little bit. I was fucking terrible. It, I was like, yeah, I would never be a rapper in my life. I could probably do it like fucking around joking. And some people actually get off on that. Though. Yeah. Like, that's like Robert Greene. He does it for fun. And this nigga got bars. That's what I'm saying, bro. So, like, like, have you ever thought, like, bro, like. I can't be a rapper, bro. Really I've never. Th- that's why I do this, because I can't rap. This is easier for me than rapping. Mike. Well, I mean, Mike's in the room now. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever listened to this or seen someone that actually is getting, like, some form of following and income by doing the bare minimum and, like, wow, like, I can really do this? Oh, Lil Pump. Yeah, yeah, like, bro, like. And that song was hot, though. It was hot. That shit was a banger. You're going to sit here and act like you didn't yell Gucci Gang whenever you would get hyped? I really didn't because I was in college. I was a sophomore in college at that point, and I was like, this is retarded. Bro, I was yelling Gucci Gang in the club. Like, that shit was brand new. In the club? Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Come on, nigga. That shit was hot. My ex-girlfriend ran to me at the airport one time. And did you yell Gucci Gang? Did she yell Gucci Gang? Did you yell Gucci Gang? I was not What the fuck does I got to do with Lil Pump? (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. I love you, Jared. But yeah, oh man. Well, thanks for having me on, bro. I appreciate it. Tyson no fucking way. What? Breaking news: No fans at March Madness games. NCAA tournament to be held without fans in arenas due cr- due to coronavirus. Are you serious? Yeah, Bleacher Report just dropped it. I will end on this coronavirus bullshit. That's coronavirus wild, is the biggest joke I have ever heard of in this country. It's the flu on steroids. It's not even the flu. It's like the flu times half, like times, w- half. times one point five. That's what the flu is. You know, like I don't know if you've worked it. You know how like when you do overtime, you get paid time and a half. Yeah, that's basically what coronavirus. It's time and a half of the flu. And the people that are dying are those old that are old are or, young. yeah, basically people with weak immune systems. Yeah. I'm sorry, but if you're that old and you're dying, I'm pretty sure the flu might have killed you too. You just have like. Like, not to be mean, but it's like you happen to catch the coronavirus, not the flu. Yeah. Okay? The flu kills millions of people all the time. Niggas is still pissing and not washing their hands. All of a sudden, coronavirus comes and, oh, shit, I got to wash my hands. I got to use hand sanitizer. (laughs) I got to buy all the... What's really confusing is why the fuck are people buying all the toilet paper at Costco? Was you not wiping your ass before? You sick fucks? Is that why we got coronavirus? Coronavirus is really shit ass. Fucking shit hands. Shatid. <laughs> bro. I think coronavirus is a joke. I think people are stupid. Niggas yeah, is grimy. Too far. I think well, the crazy thing, I'm thinking people like don't educate themselves. And it really annoys me because as a journalism major, I'm like, yo, the number one rule is you're supposed to fact check what you're saying. And these media outlets are just shoving out whatever the fuck they can think Everything, of. Everything, yeah. But uh Stanford, you know, they're doing straight online classes. All schools are. My and you doing UC San- bro, if my school starts like you would that mean? you would think you would think the smart schools would do more research. They haven't done shit. The Yales, the Harvard. Bro, the Ivy Leagues didn't do their uh, postseason tournament because of coronavirus. You're but lying. Yes. That, so, so Princeton. Yale Prince, just got in? Yale got in because they won the regular season. You're lying, I bro. promise you. Yeah. A lot of the players are pissed off so about it. So you're saying my season get cut short. They did not do a postseason tournament because of the coronavirus. I'm surprised you're not with the upset look. Probably you probably really care about sports anymore. But like that's, <laughs> bro. I'm he he hot. didn't play basketball though. He played football, so it's different. Hot, yeah, bro. It's it's stupid. But the thing is, I don't know if you know Dr. Andrews. He did an interview and they asked him like, "Oh, it's coronavirus," and he was like, "No, the media outlet has literally blown this entire thing so far out of proportion. People don't know how to act." 
he was like, and it's crazy because no one's done any research on what it really is. He was like, has no one ever thought about what they're saying to prevent it? Wash your hands, cough in your elbow, cover your mouth when you cough. Don't be around people that are sick. Is that the same shit we say about the cold and the flu? He was like, if you do have coronavirus, he's like, don't go to the doctor. Treat it like the flu. It'll be out of your system in 14 days. He's like, just like any other sickness, once it's out, your immune system has kind of built itself towards it, so you're fine. He was like, all these media outlets are shoving bullshit out out here, and look where we're at. He was like, so, he was like, is it a big deal? Yeah, because obviously you don't want to get sick. Is it as big a deal as everyone's making it with no sporting events, with people, crowds under? He was like, no. He was like, if you're not doing that for the flu, then you shouldn't do it in general. And my thing is, if y'all motherfuckers wasn't doing that for AIDS and y'all still raw dogging and AIDS is still out there, I don't want to hear shit about Corona. (laughs) That's my point. I'm going to end on that. Jared, loved having you. Great conversation. I'm looking forward to having you and Tyus on here so I can mean mug both of you little light-skinned asses. Jared's not light-skinned, but he acts like it. <laughs> Trust fun-ass, baby. Just <laughs> um, Yeah, so this will be up on all platforms, except for YouTube, because I didn't feel like recording today. Um, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, comment. Jared, drop your social media handles if you want people to follow you. Don't ask how many people will listen to this, because I don't know. <laughs> uh, on Instagram, J underscore fam eight. I would appreciate the follow, guys. Thank you very, very much. All right, guys. That is it for this week. I will catch y'all soon.